Father in heaven, we thank you, Lord God, for today's reading. Thank you, Lord God, for manifesting yourself right here, right now with us, Lord. We ask you to cover us, Lord, with your territory. Cover us with your dirt. Cover us with your water. Cover us with your Holy Spirit, Lord. Mold us like mud, Lord. You are the potter. We are the clay, Lord. We submit ourselves to you, Lord God. Guide us and show us how to live. For you are our Father, and you are our love, we praise you. You are our life. Give us ears to hear as we read your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. September 13th. Isaiah chapter 12 to 14.32. In that day, Israel will sing, I will praise you, O Lord. You were angry with me, but not anymore. Now you comfort me. See, God has come to save me. I will trust in him and not be afraid. The Lord God is my strength and my song. He has given me victory. With joy you will drink deeply from the fountain of salvation. In that wonderful day you will sing, Thank the Lord, praise his name, tell the nations what he has done. Let them know how mighty he is. Sing to the Lord, for he has done wonderful things. Make known his praise around the world. Let all the people of Jerusalem shout his praise with joy, for great is the Holy One of Israel who lives among you. Isaiah, son of Amos, received this message concerning the destruction of Babylon. Raise a signal flag on a bare hilltop. Call up an army against Babylon. Wave your hand to encourage them as they march into the palace of the high and mighty. I, the Lord, have dedicated these soldiers for their task. Yes, I have called mighty warriors to express my anger, and they will rejoice when I am exalted. Hear the noise on the mountains. Listen as the vast armies march. It is the noise and shouting of many nations. The Lord of heaven's armies has called this army together. They come from distant countries, from beyond the Father's horizons. They are the Lord's weapons to carry out his anger. With them he will destroy the whole land. Scream and terror, for the day of the Lord has arrived, the time for the Almighty to destroy. Every arm is paralyzed with fear. Every heart melts, and people are terrified. Pangs of anguish grip them, like those of a woman in labor. They look helplessly at one another, their faces aflame with fear. For see, the day of the Lord is coming, the terrible day of the fury and fierce anger. The land will be made desolate, and all the sinners destroyed with it. The heavens will be black above them, and the stars will give no light. The sun will be dark when it rises, and the moon will provide no light. I, the Lord, will punish the world for its evil and the wicked for their sin. I will crush the arrogance of the proud and humble the pride of the mighty. I will make people scarce than gold, more rare than the fine gold of Ophir. For I will shake the heavens, the earth will move from its place, when the Lord of heaven's armies displays his wrath in the day of his fierce anger. 
Everyone in Babylon will run about like a hundred gazelles. Like sheep without a shepherd, they will try to find their own people and flee to their own land. Anyone who is captured will be cut down, run through with a sword. Their little children will be dashed to death before their eyes. Their homes will be sacked and their wives will be raped. Look, I will stir up the Medes against Babylon. They cannot be tempted by silver or bribed with gold. The attacking armies will shoot down the young men with arrows. They will have no mercy on helpless babies and will show no compassion for children. Babylon, the most glorious of kingdoms, the flower of Chaldean pride, will be devastated like Sodom and Gomorrah when God destroys them. Babylon will never be inhabited again. It will remain empty for generation after generation. Nomads will refuse to camp there, and shepherds will not bed down their sheep. Desert animals will move into the ruined city, and the houses will be haunted by howling creatures. Owls will live among the ruins, and wild goats will go there to dance. <laughs> Hyenas will haul in, in its fortress, and jackals will make dens in their luxurious palaces. Babylon's days are numbered. Its time of destruction will soon arrive. But the Lord will have mercy on the descendants of Jacob. He will choose Israel as his special people once again. He will bring them back to settle again in their own land. And people from many different nations will come and join them there and unite with the people of Israel. The nations of the world will help the Lord's people to return and those who come to live in their land will serve them. Those who capture Israel will themselves be captured, and Israel will rule over its enemies. In that wonderful day when the Lord gives His people rest from sorrow and fear, from slavery and chains, you will taunt the king of Babylon, you will say, The mighty man has been destroyed. Yes, your insolence is ended. For the Lord has crushed your wicked power and broken your evil rule. You struck the people with endless blows of rage and held the nations in your angry grip with unrelenting tyranny. But finally the earth is at rest and quiet. Now it can sing again. Even the trees of the forest, the cypress trees and the cedars of Lebanon sing out this joyous song. Since you have been cut down, no one will come now to cut us down. In the place of the dead, there is excitement over your arrival. The spirit of world leaders and mighty kings long dead stand up to see you. With one voice, they all cry out, Now you are weak as we are. Your might and power was buried with you. The sound of the harp in your place has ceased. Now maggots are your sheep and worms your blanket. How you are fallen from heaven, O shining star, son of the morning. You have been thrown down to the earth, you who destroyed the nations of the world. For you said to yourself, I will ascend to heaven and set my throne above God's stars. I will preside on the mountains of the gods far away in the north. I will climb to the highest heavens and be like the Most High. 
Instead, you will be brought down to the place of the dead, down to its lowest depths. Everyone will stare at you and ask, Can this be the one who shook the earth and made the kingdoms of the world tremble? Is this the one who destroyed the world and made it into a wasteland? Is this the king who demolished the world's greatest cities and had no mercy on his prisoners? The kings of the nations lie in stately glory, each in his own tomb. But you will be thrown out of your grave like a worthless branch, like a corpse trampled underfoot. You will be dumped into a mass grave with those killed in battle. You will descend to the pit. You will not be given a prophet's burial, for you have destroyed your nation and slaughtered your people. The descendants of such an evil person will never again receive honor. Kill this man's children. Let them die because of their father's sins. They must not arise and conquer the earth, filling the world with their cities. This is what the Lord of Heaven's army says. I myself have risen against Babylon. I will destroy its children and its children's children, says the Lord. I will make Babylon a desolate place of owls, filled with swamps and marshes. I will sweep the land with the broom of destruction. I, the Lord of Heaven's armies, have spoken. The Lord of Heaven's armies has sworn this oath. It will all happen as I have planned. It will be as I have de decided. I will break the Assyrian when they are in Israel. I will trample them on my mountains. My people will no longer be their slaves, nor bow down under their heavy loads. I have a plan for the whole earth, a hand of judgment upon all the nations. The Lord of heaven's armies has spoken. Who can change his plans? When his hand is raised, who can stop him? This message came to me the year King Ahaz died. Do not rejoice, you Philistines, that the rod that struck you is broken, that the king who attacked you is dead. For from the snake of a more point poisonous snake will be born. From that snake, a more poisonous snake will be born. A fiery serpent to destroy you. I will feed the poor in my pasture. The needy will lie down in peace. But as for you, I will wipe you out with famine and destroy the few who remain. Wail at the gates, weep in the cities, melt with fear, you Philistines. A powerful army comes like smoke from the north each soldier rushes forward, eager to fight. What shall we tell the Philistines' messengers? Tell them, The Lord has built Jerusalem. Its walls will give refuge to His oppressed people. Amen. Amen. Alright, now let's go ahead and start our commentary on what we just read and what the Holy Spirit wants to emphasize bring to our mind one of the first things that brings to mind is uh, this is the first time I see the scripture when Satan has fallen down from the heaven mm -hmm. parallel mm -hmm. with the destruction of Babylon wow yeah. you see it seems like he kept talking about Babylon 
and then he switched it over that Satan, you're going to be falling. In other words, you're up there dictating all this destruction on this nation. He goes, now I'm going to cut you down and bring you down. I don't know if... if, if so Babylon, but Babylon has a meaning for today, right? The Babylonian system of the world. Um, so that's what I was going to ask. What does Babylon mean today? Well, the world. Yeah, the the monetary and, and okay. um, system, which um, doesn't give, tides, doesn't... Uh, but, you know, it, it just goes right there where he's mentioned. Um, he's he wanted to he said I will ascend to heaven and set my throne above God's stars like he wanted to be above God right and um, he said I will climb to the highest heavens and be like the most high so I guess it, it kind of is mentioned too in I think it's Luke chapter 10 where it says I saw Satan falling like lightning from the sky right right so this is very interesting that he said is that's why he got thrown out and it says here you instead you'll be brought down to the place of the dead, down to the lowest depths. Hallelujah. Amen. It's interesting. It says the spirit of the world leaders, mighty kings, long dead. Okay, stand up to see you. Where, where's that one? Be? Uh, verse nine. The Lord down in the place of the dead. There's excitement okay. over your arrival. Oh. Uh, this, okay. The spirit uh-huh. of the world leaders and mighty kings, long dead, stand up to see you. When one voice they all cry out, Now you are weak as we are. Wow. Your might and power were buried with you. The sound of the harp in your place has ceased. Now maggots are your sheets and worms are your blanket. And that's forever. And then they go on to say how you are fallen from heaven. Seems like these guys, the spirits of the dead, are mm-hmm. saying this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do that they're saying it? That's what it says. The spirits of world leaders and mighty kings long dead. How you how how you are fallen from heaven, O shiny star, son of the morning, thrown down to the earth. So it seems like he did have a flesh body too. Because mm. see right here, you're going to be eaten by maggots and stuff yeah. forever. Mm. Where you said yourself, I will ascend throne and move up forward. Instead, you will be brought down to the place of the dead. Down to his lowest depths, everyone will stare at you and ask, Can this be the one who shook the earth and made the kingdoms of the world tremble? Is this the one who destroyed the world and made it his wasteland? He inspired kings to do evil. Mm. Now the the kings are evil in there. Is this the king who demolished the world's greatest cities and had no mercy on his prisoners? The kings of the nations lie in stately glory each in its own tomb. The kings of the nations lie in stately glory, each in its own tomb. But you will be thrown out of your grave like a wordless branch, like a corpse trampled underfoot. You will be dumped in the marsh grave with those who killed in battle. You will not receive a proper burial. And then number 22, it says, This is what the Lord of Heaven's army says. I myself have risen against Babylon. I will destroy his children and his children's children. So there's more than my little the coconut can uh, change. I'd just like to say one thing about Isaiah in the beginning. This would be good memorizing uh, yeah. Isaiah 12. Mm. 1, 2, 3, 4, mm. 5. Wow, you really pick up the same thing I underlined here. Because I said... The Lord has given my is my strength and my song. He has given me victory. 
So that's a good thing to okay, remember. Read it from 1 to 8. Okay. So it says, uh, In that day you, Israel, will sing, I will praise you, O Lord. You were angry with me, but not anymore. Now you comfort me. See what, See, God has come to save me. I will trust in him and not be afraid. The Lord God is my strength and my song. He has given me victory. With joy you will drink deeply from this fountain of salvation. In that wonderful day you will sing. Thank you. Thank the Lord. Praise his name. Tell the nations what he's done. Let them know how mighty he is. Sing to the Lord for he has done wonderful things. Make known his praise around the world. Let all of Jerusalem shout his praise with joy. For great is the Holy One of Israel who lives among you. Yeah, that kind of just reminds me something from a psalm or something. Just reading that is a good, good, good declaration. Good, good words. And I agree with you with that. Is that that opened really nicely? And then you had all this destruction. But in the end, remember, it says, but the Lord. And if you go into fourteen, um, wow. It, it, as we were reading um, here in number twenty. 21 it says the desert animals will move into the ruined city and the houses will be haunted by howling creatures and the owls will live among the ruins and the wild goats will go there to dance and the hyenas will howl in the fortresses and the jackals will make dens in this luxurious palaces so wow all the animals are just going to have a party <laughs> in the nice places but then it closes with but the Lord will have mercy on the descendants of Jacob and he will choose Israel his special people once again He'll bring them back to settle once again in their own land. And people from many different nations will come and join them there and unite with the people of Israel. And it says, The nations of the world will help the Lord's people to return, and those who come to live in their land will serve them. Those who captured Israel will themselves be captured, and Israel will rule over its enemies. So there is a good outcome here. That is, uh, he's still you know, going to keep his word on how he's going to save Israel. Amen. Right here it says in the studies at the bottom, it says, the full meaning of the day of the Lord is not simply a specific time or place. It's a commentary. Even as Isaiah singles out Babylon for judgment, Babylon symbolizes any power, see, it symbolizes any power that competes with God mm. and his rule. The day of the Lord ultimately assures God's people that he is the sovereign judge of the created order. The day of the Lord promises that final justice will come to everyone, both good and bad. Okay. Amen. Okay. All right, let's start on 2 Corinthians um, 13, 1-14. It says, This is the third time I, Paul, am coming to visit you, and as the scriptures say, the facts of every case must be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. I have already warned those who had been sinning when I was there on my second visit. Now I again warned them and all others just as I did before that next time I will not spare them. I will give you all proof, you, the proof you want that Christ speaks through me. Christ is not weak when he deals with you. He's powerful among you. Although he was crucified in weakness, he now lives by the power of God. We too are just as weak, just as Christ was. But when we deal with you, we will be alive with him and we, have God's, we will have God's power. Amen. Examine yourselves to see if your faith is genuine. The test yourself, surely you know that Jesus Christ is among you. 
If not, you have failed the test of genuine, genuine faith. As you test yourselves, I hope you will recognize that we have not failed the test of apostolic authority. We pray to God that you will not do what is wrong by refusing our correction. Um, I hope we won't need to demonstrate our authority when we arrive. Do the right thing before we come, even if that makes it look like we have failed to demonstrate our authority, for we cannot oppose the truth, but must always stand for the truth. We are glad to see we are glad to seem weak if that helps show that you're actually strong. We pray that you will become mature. I'm writing this to you before I come, hoping that I won't need to deal severely with you when I do come. For I want to use the authority the Lord has given me to strengthen you, not to tear you down. Dear brothers and sisters, I close my letter with these last words. Be joyful, grow to maturity. Encourage each other, live in harmony and peace. Then the God of love and peace will be with you. Greet each other with Christian love. All of God's people here send their greetings. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Um, wow. Beautiful. That's that's. Refreshing after we read all the mm. disasters on the Old Testament. Mm. But you know, this is our inheritance. This is why we say we are rich in Christ. May the grace of the Lord Jesus. And what is grace? Yeah. It's favor and earthly blessings. Amen. That's what grace. Amen. That's Amen. what grace is. Grace is Amen. prosperity. Mm. May the grace of the Lord Jesus or his heart of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of the Father, the love of God. And you're in love now. And the fellowship of the here's how three of the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. I mean, the down payment of the Holy Spirit. That's where he says over here, uh, and I will give you proof. Mm -hmm. You know, examine yourself to see if your faith is genuine. To say if these things are in you, test yourself. Mm -hmm. Surely you know that Jesus Christ is among you. If not, you have failed the test of genuine faith. If He's among you, grace. The love of God in your heart just flowing and flowing. The fellowship of the Holy Spirit is with you, and you pass the test. Is that right? Yeah. Um, it's heavy, huh? Yeah, I just, he's, it seems like it's his third visit, okay? And it says, I've already warned those who have been sinning when I was there the second time. And I'm, it says, now again, I warn them and all others, just as I did before, I will not spare them. So, like, what is he going to do? I wonder. <laughs> well, he, 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 you know, know, he, he does have uh, spiritual powers to, uh, to rebuke them and to mm -hmm. cast them out. Mm -hmm. Or even apostolic, uh, you know, uh, he could have, he they could have been well organized, too. Like, uh, have, um, I mean have uh you know be able to pull people out of a church if they're unruly and mm, so forth maybe huh you know maybe because that's corinthians a lot of what's going on all that jealousy the resentment the infighting the division that was happening yeah the, the directness you know yeah so so that's right he was going to come and clean up right and, you know and he has a, and i really like this confidence booster mm -hmm. right here the power of god mm -hmm. he now lives by the power of god as jesus is so we are mm -hmm. so we too 
we're weak, mm -hmm. okay, just as Christ was, but then he was, he was, when we deal with you, we will be alive with him and we'll have God's power. That's right. That is huge. Mm, very huge. You know, that's one of the things I suffered for years. I couldn't, I couldn't memorize that. I didn't see that. Mm -hmm. So I didn't act in, in the power of Jesus Christ. I didn't test it to be with me so I can have God's uh, confident power when dealing with people. Yeah. You yeah. know, I always stood on the weak side, always begging God for more power. When he told me, act in faith and go in the faith that you have, in the power that you have, and I will give you more. Yeah, but, you know, it's almost like people are perceiving, well, you're weak, so I'm just going to continue doing what I'm doing. doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But he's here to say, I might be weak, but just as Christ was when he, when he, you know, when he was crucified in weakness, he's now operating by the power of God. So don't perceive the weakness that there's no power there in somebody. You know what I mean? So, um, but... It says, we too are weak just as Christ was, but when we deal with you, we will be alive with him and we will have God's power. Whoa. Whew. Mm. Okay, so that's awesome. Um, and the interesting thing here, it says, do the right thing before we come. You know, it says, we pray to God that you will not do what is wrong by refusing the correction. Okay. Um, and I hope we won't have to demonstrate our authority when we get there. And so we can't oppose the truth. We must always stand for truth. You know, this this is an amazing chapter because it deals where we live, you know. You know, we're dealing with people and we're always trying to help people or even we need help, you know. we're Okay, let me read the, um, the commentary. It says, Paul was dealing with an ongoing problem in the Corinthian church. He could have refused to communicate until they fixed that situation. But he loved them and reached out to them again with the love of Christ. Mm -hmm. Just as parents want their children to grow into mature adults, so Paul wanted the Corinthians to grow into mature believers. Love sometimes means that we must confront those we care about. But there are numerous bad approaches to confronting others, and these can further hurt others instead of helping them. We can focus solely on their sins and point out all of their law flaws, all the laws they should be obeying. We can isolate them by gossiping or the problem about their problem and turning others against them as well. We can pretend that we don't have any problems of your own. Instead, like Paul, we should seek to build others up by being firm, discerning, and compassionate. We should express our love and acceptance even while confronting people who are ruining their lives with sin. This is a difficult approach and that requires God's guidance, but it is the best way for more guidance on confronting other believers about sin. Okay. Woohoo! Wow. You know, we constantly have to do that, talk to people in AA. You know, and find ways to, uh, you know, not to blow them out of the water, but that they will get closer to righteousness. Yeah, and I suspect that as a leader in a church, you know, an example would be like Pastor Marty and Jim and Courtney and Edna. You know, they're running a church, and they would probably have to address these issues if people, you know, there's something up. I mean, that's kind of a difficult there, and there always is, you know. Yeah, there's there always there's is. There's people dating, they're living together, yeah. they're, you know, there's... 
people going after the single girls, right. girl, girls going in and after getting the guys. It's just big, you know. And Pastor Jim, he he, come from, he knows that. He accepts it. Look, about 20% in a big church like this are probably living together. He tells them, you know, and he confronts all the sin right there, you know. Mm-hmm. We encourage you to do, you know, follow God's rules. Mm-hmm. But I ask you to stay. I ask you to keep reading the Word and keep filling in the Holy Spirit. Mm. Makes sense. And keep giving your tithe. (laughs) Okay, so that's awesome, babe. Um, Okay, Psalm 57, verse 1 to 11, and it says that, Let your hardships drive you to trust in God's unfailing love, and then to praise Him for His everlasting faithfulness. And it says, Have mercy um, on me, O God. Have mercy. I look to you for protection. I will hide beneath the shadow of your wings until the danger passes by. I will cry out to the most God most high, to God who will fulfill his purpose for me. He will send help from heaven to rescue me, disgracing those who hound me. My God will send forth his unfailing love and faithfulness. Wonderful. I'm surrounded by fierce lions who greedily devour human prey whose teeth pierce like spears and arrows, and whose tongues cut like swords. Be exalted, O God, above the highest heavens. May your glory shine all over the earth. My enemies have set a trap for me. I am weary from distress. They have dug a deep pit in my path, but they themselves have fallen into it. My heart is confident in you, O God. My heart is confident. Amen. No wonder I can sing your praises. Wake up, my heart. Wake up, O lyre and harp. I will wake the dawn with my song. I will thank you, Lord, among the people. I will sing your praises among the nations, for your unfailing love is as high as the heavens. Whoa! Your faithfulness reaches to the clouds. Be exalted, O God, above the highest heavens. May your glory shine all over the earth. And Proverbs 23, 9 to 11 says, Don't waste your breath on fools, for they will despise the wisest advice. Don't cheat your neighbor by moving the ancient boundary markers, and don't take the land of defenseless defenseless or orphans, for the Redeemer is strong. He himself will bring their charges against you. Whoa. Okay, Lord, thank you, Father. We just praise you for these, um, for the reading today, Lord. We thank you for just all that you're doing for us, Lord, and allowing us time to get into the Word and feed, Father. We pray that the what we read today, Father, this, there'll be more revelation coming, Lord, as we continue to read your Word daily, Lord. Uh, we thank you that um, Jesus is the way, the truth, the life, and, and Jesus is Lord. And we praise you, and we thank you for the peace that we have and the grace that we have in this house, Lord. We thank you that no one can take that from us because you gave it to us, Lord. So we just thank you that you be exalted above the earth because your faithfulness goes all the way as high as the heaven, Lord. Your failing love and your faithfulness reaches to the clouds. And that's unlimited. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen.